Live from the Bougie Bus, it's Bougie and Foul. Today's episode was recorded on location in Yankee Town, Florida. We're on the beautiful Withlacoochee River at Bees Marina and Campground, our location for the next few episodes with deep water, no bridges, and just 2.5 miles from the Gulf of Mexico. And when we say no bridges, we mean that big boat that you've got can make it from Bees Marina to the Gulf of Mexico by boat. Doing sunset tours, lots of boat rentals, and so much fun here in Yankee Town, a great city of old Florida. You can call the office at 352-566-8319 or visit them online at bmarinacampground.net. They'd love to hear from you. Tell them you got Bougie and Foul. Thank you for having us, Bees Marina, for this episode of Bougie and Foul. Some of you are listening to this podcast because you found us on a player. And some of you are listening because... The guest of my show actually sent this link to you and you're listening to your friends. So if you're just listening to your friends or just listening because of the topics that we discuss, give us a follow. Doesn't mean you have to listen to every episode, but just give us a follow and help us spread the story of these wonderful people that I'm meeting along the way. And here in season one, you know, it's special people in my life. And I know you may not appreciate my story, but you will appreciate theirs. Bougie and Foul is recorded live and supported by listeners like you. Our show is committed to those that entertain, make us laugh, and make us feel. Today, I talk to Virginia Moody. While we catch up, you can listen in on Virginia's story. And Foul is brought to you by... 411 Vape Center, 411 Vape Center on Facebook or call 865-856-8881. Bougie Foul Company's first fitness challenge, Exceed Expectations 2020. Join the Exceed 20 Challenge at bougiefalco.com and click Exceed 20. A special thanks to our friends, Colin Feed and Seed. All the girls in the front, the guys on the docks, and special appreciation to Angie, KK, and most importantly, Gus. French Fry and Twissy May are even healthier on the road because of Colin Feed and Seed, Brookhaven, Mississippi. I'm so happy to get to talk to you. Well, listen, I love talking to you. And, and there is something I have, you know, you... Um, you and I go, um, you and I go back a little ways. We're going to catch up that up, up with you there in a second, but you're kind of in an oasis that I, I'm very en- envious of. When I was in Mississippi, I had lots of acreage and, and had beautiful views. And is that kind of where you're at right now? You got a lot of views and some beautiful stuff you're looking at this morning. I really do. I'm actually sitting overlooking my little garden and I have a beautiful, beautiful, expansive view okay. in front of me. We are on the very tip top of the Cumberland Plateau. Wow. And the wow. colors I- are beginning to change and it, the sun is coming up through the trees and it just feels like magic. And it's even more magic that I get to spend the morning with you. Yay, I love magic. <laughs> 
So do you have pets? Do you have animals? Oh, do, yeah. Do you have? Yes. Yeah, tell me about them. We, tell, have, what do we, have? we have Maggie, a 120-pound Newfoundland black lab mutt, Aww. who is the sweetest and the biggest lap dog you'll ever meet. Um, we also have Pepper, the black cat, who is our Frady cat. He came with my husband. And okay. um, I have Jet, the black cat, who is my baby forever, but had to go live with my oldest son because he and Pepper um, started having major problems. So. Oh, Pepper, Pepper, Pepper can't have problems. No, no. No. Well, so, you know, since the last time I spoke to you, there, uh, there is now <laughs> something else that you have, and it's a husband. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, finally got, I finally got a good one. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations, <laughs> and, and we'll learn more about him later. But, Virginia, where did you grow up? I grew up in Bullard Holler, and Bullard Holler is in Harriman, Tennessee, in the Tennessee oh. Valley. Well, thank you for clarifying that because I just tried Googling it. It didn't show up on Google Maps. <laughs> my but, you family, know, I'm for- I have to tell you this quick story. My family actually went and protested <laughs> at the county meeting when they wanted to um, start naming the roads. And yeah. the road is named Bullard Hollow instead of Bullard Holler. And the Bullards are completely up in arms over the whole thing. It's not a hollow. It's a holler. Well, I mean, you don't hollow. You holler at people. I know. That's what I mean, we ho- do. <laughs> yeah, we holler at you. Holler at you. Now, how, now you, now, Harriman is where you came from, but did you, you, you did, um, I mean, I just know by cheating because you were in my life, but you did, you migrated to Knoxville. What took you to Knoxville? Um, leaving my husband in England brought me home to Knoxville. Yeah, I was. I yeah. didn't know how I was going to get. I didn't know yeah, how I was, was going to get that. I was a little stunned when you asked me that. So from here. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know how to even segue there because I know that you had you having a broad story, and I wanted to pull that out, but I didn't want to. Sorry, I did it. I did it. I succeeded, and now I've screwed it up. Keep no, going. no, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's out there. But, but you, but, but you, from Bullard, but you Holler, from Bullard Holler, I went to Central Florida. I spent about 13 years there in advertising, marketing, and oh, then in interior, there we go. Okay. In, in interior design. Yeah. Um, and my husband, general contractor, we opened an office in Teleco Plains, Tennessee. And mm-hmm. from there, we moved to England, then Knoxville. Now I'm on the beautiful Cumberland Plateau. Okay, well, I'm so glad you went there. Because so, how did you meet? How did you meet your your awesome new polished brand new husband? That's awesome. I, how did you meet? That? I met him on Match.com. No, yes, I did, and he was my 82nd appointment. And you know, it's it's odd. I hear people doing that and having success, and then I, I'm like, ugh, I just cringe when I think oh of my it. God. Go ahead. So, a woman on Match.com is inundated with messages i created a spreadsheet with some qualifications everybody had to click you know check the box and one of my qualifications was they had to reach out to me three times because they had i had to know that they actually were going to put some effort into it and that they were interested not just clicking 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 yeah can message me for the third time i had lunch with him a week later and i never met another man from match.com after that he was it I never met another oh, man he after saved. that. It was, it was immediate. It was, he saved you. <laughs> he, saved you from, he saved you from the dating pool. Good Lord. Absolutely. Thank you, God. 
Yeah, but were you um so you know, I guess, you know, I've always just been told that 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 the you know, if it's meant to be, something will happen. And and you seem bit, you know, that you'll meet somebody if you're supposed to meet them, whatever. And I get it, everybody's going that if it's not on some kind of hookup app right now, it's you know, for right now, it's it's some kind of dating app, and that's really how people are meeting, especially during COVID. Right. But the um but but what you seem very out there, you've always been very out there. I guess even when we worked together, you were very um um you're you I don't want to say strict or staunch, but you were you're always in business mode. So it's hard for me, you know, like you see something attractive walk by even for me and I like look and then it's like you you and your personality would pull my head back around. Like it's like, come on, we're working. <laughs> like you were just very how how I guess that's I am goal oriented. The, the re you are very, but yeah, you make me nervous. You're so goal oriented. But but is that what you think that is that why you think you went the dating app route? I tried to say that in a way to where Absolutely. I didn't insult me first. I okay. treated okay. finding my mate like it was my job. And like I said, Ken you... was the 82nd man that I met. And he's only the third. He was only three out of 82 that I even had a second date with. Oh, dear God. Yeah. 80. 80. I mean, you <laughs> lost me at eight. Take one of the numbers off of it. What was, um, but you know, I guess, you know, I'm different. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a lady. Um, and, and I don't know how that, you know, I don't know how you guys are wired for that stuff. And it, it does kind of seem that, that, that women are more, um, goal oriented when it comes to, I you know I have a couple of other friends. You would know who they are if I were to tell you, but off I, they're also, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, you know, that are goal oriented, driven to finding this relationship and and I just can't do it like I want it I want it but I can't well, do it I so. found myself a um the mother of a middle school aged boy whose father had recently passed away and yes. um I was ready to I was ready to settle down and and, and really give him a stable stable place to be it was a it was a rough time yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm sorry to, again to pull something out of you that maybe you weren't ready to no, talk about you know, this morning. No, I talk about it if I don't want to. <laughs> no, I got you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Well, you know, I've you know I've done several touchy subjects, and you know they were kind of open books about it, and you know, and I and I was so intimidated by doing this with you only because you are so goal oriented. If I didn't have my crap together today when when we're doing this, that I'm sure you would call me out on that too. Has. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sweetest thing in the world, <laughs> but you scare the shit out of me. You are fierce. When we come back, we're going to talk to Virginia about what she's doing now. You're going to love it. It's a whole safari. It's bougie and foul. So, Virginia, you actually, um, this was actually a marriage made in heaven with your new husband. And now we can actually say his name. You know, we haven't done that yet. Oh, so yes. let's, let's, yeah. So Ken. Moody as you know, and even in our little uh, brief, I think I misspoke, misspoke and used your maiden name. And it's just because, you know, to me, Virginia Adams was a brand, it was, you know, yes. that was, it was a brand. So for me, I never called you Virginia. If you remember, even when I would say, Hey, Virginia Adams, you going with us to this shoot. Hey, Virginia Adams. Always you Virginia going? Adams. Yeah. We're always and with Virginia so many Adams. Others, so, now, so, so many people. Yes. It was a brand I was happy to walk away from. Of course, of course, because you you uh, you worked hard for 
you worked hard for, and, and when I say brand, I wasn't meaning that your maiden name defined you. It was just what you created, you know, like McDonald's, you created Virginia Adams. So when you walked away from that brand um, gladly and walked into this safari, um, how it, when you turned to Moody or, you know, how, how, wait, no, I'm, I'm passing past myself. How ironic is it that the two of you, Ken and Virginia, can come together and now actually, because you work with him now, right? You work with Ken, with Ken Moody Safaris, oh, yes, right? Yes, we, we yeah. work hand in hand. Absolutely. So how was that when, um, let's talk about Ken Moody Safaris first and then let's put you in the okay. picture. What is Ken, Ken Moody Safaris? Ken Moody Safaris is um, a, a, an African hunting operator. Ken has been okay. um, doing hunting safaris in Africa going on uh, 28 years, 27, 28 years. Wow. Wow. Okay. And what are some of the things that you guys do or, you know, in normal operation, I know nothing is kind of normal now but but what is a normal what's normal operations for ken moody safaris what do you guys do um <clears throat> in camp we we let oh my goodness there, it's, this is interesting um clients come in to africa and um, yeah. we pick them up we stay at a beautiful guest house and they get a good night's rest and the next day we travel to the remote bush um where we go, where we wow. go to um, one of our three camps, and my goodness, you cannot get more remote. You cannot get more socially distanced. It's truly um, a very interesting experience to be out in the middle of nowhere like that. But clients, um, they hunt for plains game and dangerous game. Ken happens to specialize in the Cape buffalo which is dangerous game, but um, he, does a, he does a tremendous amount of, of planes game as well. Um, each right. evening after the day's hunt is over, everyone comes back into camp and we have a phenomenal private chef that travels with us. And wow. he does um, field to table feasts every night. Um, time wow. around the campfire, the African sky is like nothing you've ever seen. There's zero light pollution. The Southern Cross constellation is right there. That is a, that's a very spiritual thing to experience. Um, and gosh, the, the clients, they hunt their hearts out. And now that I have come on board, um, we're having great success with clients bringing their non-hunting family members because I personally do not hunt. I have never hunted anything except for Ken Moody. And, right? <laughs> and um, That's a true and story. I take them on cultural excursions. <laughs> I find out what their interests are and we build um, cultural excursions around things that they enjoy. We can go shopping. We can go to the beach. We can go into a local village and make beads on a dirt floor with the tribes people. Um, any, anything is, is possible. Well, do you, do, do the, um, do the people there appreciate what you guys do? Oh my do gosh, they, appreciate they love you? us. The, our, our business is based in, in the country of South Africa. And, okay. um, the locals and the staffs that we deal with, they love us. They love Americans and they would give, actually, they all want to come to America.
Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. So, so, the, so as angry as we get on Facebook, because, you know, that's about as angry as people get anymore. They're never really angry in person. Um, as angry as we get and try to do something on Facebook and social media when you see people talking about these safaris, they're not angry at us at all for coming for on these safaris. Oh, my God, no, they're thankful. We bring them so much money. My goodness. Um, the, the concern through COVID is what's happening to these local communities without international hunting and the money being spent. And, 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 wow. and we, you know, they, they get protein from our hunts, you know, every time an animal goes down, it's feeding, it's feeding us, it's feeding the camp staff, it's feeding the local village, it's feeding the orphanage. It's, go, it's going for sale at a local butcher so that money can be earned to, you know, for the landowners to pay staff and keep, keep everything rolling. So we're, we're basically doing all the work and they get to benefit from it because it's their land. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's their place. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you I know what I mean? Be. Like, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I'm not knocking it. But that's another thing too is, Everything that goes down, it, it's all harvested, and everything is everything that hits the ground, it hits the table. At yes, some point. and um, I find it, I found it very interesting that they take everything. Um, American hunters, you know, often <laughs> will gut an animal in the woods and pack it out. Every every piece of the animal is used. The locals think that um, all the entrails and organs and everything, they're they're wonderful delicacies not a wow. scrap not a scrap really? goes to waste yeah. wow really so what is your favorite um what is your favorite hunt like um well i guess you guys don't do it in segments like you don't like have people just coming for what you know like what's your favorite hunt what's your favorite hunters type of hunter that you you host their family my over there? favorite my favorite hunters are the families the the families that come <laughs> Got and you. The, I found that we've never had a, um, a rude or ugly hunter in camp. Everyone is really chilled out and relaxed. Um, of course, we see everyone at their best. We're making their dreams come true. We're fulfilling their dreams. These are yeah. things that, you know, goals that these people have been wanting to achieve. I want to hunt in Africa one day. Or our repeat clients. We have lots of those as well. But everyone's just wonderful and open to ideas and campfire exchanges and deep conversations. It's it's really cool. But I love it when I love it when people well, I, bring their entire families and they all get to experience it together, unplugged, without the distractions of the daily life. I mean, when we have families over, you can see their bond grow over the ten days or two weeks that we are living together. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Going to say is like, what ha do they? You know, are there experience? Are there life changing experiences that happen? I mean, I know it's a total life changing experience in general, but but are there things that happen sometimes that just bring out the the emotional and and bring things oh. together and and things the healing? I guess all the time. It's not unusual. It's like yeah. ev every day is a is a new experience and a new blessing. That's, that's good. That, I mean, it's, you know, that is the, that is the soft, fluffy spin around all around this because, you know, hunting in general has, you know, hunting, when you say I'm going to go hunting, you know, it yeah. sounds like, Ugh. 
you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just even here in the States or even back home in Tennessee or even in Mississippi, you know, they like to go hunting and it just sounds manly, you know? And, (laughs) and I just wonder when you go on these, uh, when you go to Africa, number one, you know, it sounds even more manly to go, go hunt for a big beast, but something about it told me that it had to be kind of heart opening mind opening just being in africa with a different kind of gun after a different kind of um animal oh the animal the animals and themselves the ha- are just so majestic just the from this point forward there could be a little audio overlapping on your player it was the technology used to record this episode i am in Florida and Virginia was in Tennessee and sometimes the internet lets us down and here we go. Okay. Let's go back there. One second, Virginia, you cut out the, okay. One, Virginia, I'm sorry. We had technical difficulties. You said said the the first, the first time I saw a kudu or the first time I saw a giraffe, I wept. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That had to be, that had to be just breathtaking. And it doesn't get old. You you weren't at, you weren't at the Knoxville no, Zoo anymore. No. <laughs> you, you, you were at, yeah. And it's, you know, they're almost breathtaking in the zoo. And then when you find them in their right. natural habitat, like, wow, that's amazing. That's just amazing. Amazing. So do you guys, you guys have your own camp over there? Do you lease yes, something? I mean, we, I'm not getting into your business. Ken but- used to own his own um, place. But he sold it when things started getting iffy with internationals owning property over there. He actually got out at the perfect time. Right. However, we do exclusive leases with landowners. And we have three different locations in South Africa that we run. And um, in three different provinces. So we are in... um, the northern Limpopo province, which is right on the Botswana border. And we have the Northwest province. And we also are in Zululand. Zulu, I want to go to Zululand just to I know, say Zululand I'm from Zululand. Zululand is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool to say Zululand. <laughs> wow. Hey, Virginia, we're going to take another short one when we come back. I want to find out what it's like on safari. We'll be right back with Virginia Moody. So, Virginia, when we get to Africa and, and we go, because now I think oh I want to go. Oh, my God, we would have so, so much fun. Tell, I know. I could, oh, my God. I know, but you did comment one time that maybe me and the <laughs> chef would be too much together or something. I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know what that means, but, but I don't know. But so tell me like, what is a typical safari like? Like we land, you haul us to the camp, we're at the camp. Now, now what do we expect? Early mornings and grueling days. Um, Ken Moody Safaris has a reputation for being um, highly ethical and very hard hunters. So, you know, yeah. Our clients condition before they get to us. And if they don't, they should. Um, oftentimes, it doesn't happen often, but if a guy's not in tip top shape, he has a harder time um, getting the job done when they're going after these Cape Buffaloes with my husband. So. I mean, because you guys aren't just putting GPS signals on them and then go and track them down so you can shoot them. You're actually yes. hunting. 
So that's probably another misconception that that got these animals caged over there oh, for you just to go shoot. The, that 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 does happen, and that gives the industry a bad name. We're we're the yes. And I didn't know that happened, but it just seemed like that that's the way people consider this, that somebody just went out, stood in a pasture, killed an elephant, and laid on uh, top of it. And that's took not hinting to that with shooting. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt our, interrupt our wonderful okay. safari. That's okay. But Let's no, continue. it's for the hunters. It's day after day. It's getting up before sunrise, having breakfast, and going afield. And um, then you are hunting all day long. And you come in at sundown, and it's dinner, relax, repeat. Dinner, yeah. relax, repeat. So you, so how many hours are we hunting a day? Oh, well, every day is different depending upon what's going on. But I would say eight to ten a day, easily. It's a big day. That's a big day. It's a big That's day. a big day. So what happens if you kill first day? Is there a second kill? Is there third kills? You, you can get take one as much. You can take as much uh, as you can handle. Yes. Really. Yes. Wow. As long as you. Oh, oh. So really, it's not really. Are we bringing any no, of the meat home you with us? Bring like, is any home? That's illegal. That's highly illegal. So it all goes back into the community. And they love it and appreciate it. Do you get to enjoy it while you, do you enjoy, um, I mean, I kind of, my, my mouth watered just a little bit when I said, you get, do you get to enjoy the kill too? Is that what you guys oh, are yes. having the farm to field. table yes. or, or the field to, field to table? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, so it's not kills from previous that you're eating, you're actually um, eating your kills. The, the meat does need to age for several days, just, just like a prime steak. Gotcha. So um, gotcha, gotcha. when our clients arrive in camp, they're eating the last camp's harvests. By the end of their camp, their harvests are coming into play. Okay, so let's just say I've killed my only <laughs> little thing that I want to kill, uh -huh. and we're there 10 days. Um, so what is, what? I mean, I'm ready to have uh, a margarita sure. and a cocktail, Um so is there, what is the, is there, do you go into town? Is there, is there, is there no. nightlife? Is there, no. what do you, what? No, that so, comes. No. We do, but so I bring we my, do have bring a lot. Home, <laughs> no, we, so we have a, we have a full bar for you, but there's no nightlife <laughs> other than being in the middle of Oh, the good. Bush. I love that. And that's, once you're in the bush, you stay in the bush. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, our, uh -oh. our, it can oh, be an hour go. and a half drive just to get to a crossroads that has a co-op to get supplies and um, mealy meal. <laughs> well, <laughs> gosh, well, then let's talk about that. Is that getting the supplies to, to camp? What I mean, is that kind of like uh, Mount Leconte, the people that have to supply that every year? Do you just stock it? Like, is it stocked monthly? You know, being that far away. I've been in Colorado. My closest experience to that is, and, you know, I hate the store I'm about to mention, but, but, the, um, but the close, like when I go to Crestone, right. Colorado, the closest Walmart's an hour away. We, well, you just kind of do without we, a whole lot more. We have things like, very pared down, but we also have, we don't need or want anything. Um, I'm really good at making sure our clients have what they want. Through the years, I've learned how to 
manage all of it. We get so we have clients turning over every 10 days to two weeks. So we have to be in and out of camp. Um, so we, you know, we get supplies pretty regularly. Well, I'm going to start shipping some Herbalife with you just in case somebody don't like what's on the menu for tonight. That way y'all can have uh, that some has protein never shakes happened, while you're out there hunting, to. okay? I'll push, I'll push it <laughs> <to you> anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. I know you will. I'm just kidding. I was just thinking, God, you know, probably two to three meals a day. I mean, two meals is hard. Three meals is tough. And you guys oh, well, are listen, doing this out listen, there in the chef middle of Paul the bush is a as you call retired military yeah. chef. He traveled the he traveled the world with the Republic oh. of South Africa Air Force officers cooking for cooking for the who's who international. Oh wow. So when I say when I say that our 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 bush well, dinners and our field to table meals are feasts, I am not joking. He is amazing. <laughs> well, no one would ever want Herbalife in that situation. I was just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But can we um can we talk about a little bit more about um are you are you doing anything in, in the States during COVID? I mean, we, we kind of brushed on COVID, but but realistically we can't travel no, we, anywhere right now except for maybe a few select areas. So, season. Yeah, that was that was a, a challenge, but we rose to the occasion. Mm. Um we, we, we just pushed all the clients yeah. to the next year, and we have been using this time. Um, our camps are being upgraded. Things are being spiffied up, and Ken and I have been rocking and rolling on booking safaris for the next two years. It seems like people are ready to get back into the world Go. of travel and they want to do it remotely and things are so crappy with society right now. They want to get all of this in while they still can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, and it's too bad. I mean, I, I would kind of like you to go on both. safari right now. If you want to know the truth yeah. and stay gone, stay gone two months, um, at least two months, because I think, Everything will be a little different in two months. So what do you guys, you, you guys, are you guys able to do anything? Do you do any kind of States experience? In other words, do you do anything in the States to kind of, you know, do you, I, I'm, I'm kind of going because I think I remember seeing something, but I don't remember where you were. Do you, pr do you have dinners and that kind of thing to promote these safaris? Are you doing anything we like have, that now during the not, COVID stuff? We you know, do I know you're not, a, you know, um, anything similar. We do we have a trade show season and that's from January through March. So we travel to different outdoor Got trade you. shows. And when we're in those markets, we, you know, we'll, we do entertain and we see clients. <clears throat> clients will often host, you know, dinner parties for us and introduce us to their friends to network. But we haven't done, we, we did go to two shows this year, but then COVID happened we've pretty much stayed up here at our home Valley view and I mm. got to have a little garden, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. I think of it. Just no. me so much of my childhood and Bullard holler and gardening with my daddy. I said, when we started the show, I'm sitting in my garden right now and I'm on my daddy's um, old tractor seat, which has been turned into a bench. So I've really enjoyed 
being at my home through this summer, I mean, there's a silver lining in everything. We moved to Valley View in 2017. I haven't seen a summer here because I spend five of those. I spend the middle of my year in Africa, the summer months. So I've got to experience summer at my own home on the beautiful Cumberland Plateau during this COVID crisis. And I'm so happy that I've had had this experience. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, and you know, and for me too, like a lot of things happened for, for me too in the same way. Um, you know, I figured a lot of stuff out. I got to realize a lot of things that I didn't realize before. A lot of periods got put into, <laughs> into sentences that had a bunch of commas and, and, you know, it, <laughs> and it, it made, it, it really made a difference. And uh, so, I mean, you know, there is, I guess if we just embrace the time that we had for what we had it for, Maybe we all, those of us that did that come out of it a little bit, but I still got a lot to work on. I had an incident the other night and I'm like, sure, I thought I was past these, these days of, you know, but well, just because well, you have your we'll head clear doesn't mean somebody else has got their head clear. Always, <laughs> always get better and improve. <clears throat> nah. Oh, Virginia, I hope, I hope I can always improve, <laughs> but gosh, I'm tired of working on stuff so hard. <laughs> so let's talk about Ken Moody uh, Safaris. I had it pulled up. I was gonna, I was just gonna rattle the dot com, and you're Ken gonna Moody be Safaris. so proud of me. But it yes. is just Ken Moody Safaris, correct? Dot com. Yes, ma'am. And so now, are you guys booked Actually, up for the next two years? Can people still get on board? Select dates in April and September of next year. And in 2022, we've got a lot of space left to fill. So we're in good shape. Well, Virginia Adams, I, uh, Virginia Adams was my my friend who I spent how did we, how did we many, many, many how hours with, probably in some kind of. Do you know? I don't. The either. reason okay. I didn't harp on that too much <laughs> is I don't remember. I think you were doing. I'm sure. No, I think you were doing PR for something, and it was. No, and and I was trying to cover the story with the Smomo TV. Oh, I wonder if it's when I like was maybe the um, opera. I don't know. Turkey I, Creek, I, Turkey Creek Public Market. Yes, it was. okay, okay, okay. It was. And then you, and then when I switched to Bolivo, uh, I mean, switched Bolivo and, you and moved time. to Smomo TV, Smoky Mountain Television. Um, we. <laughs> I don't know that it was big time, but but I did get to get to hold a microphone in front of eighty thousand people. But, you know that was kind of big time. Well, I you know I was I was secretly the TVs, biggest fan Sevier County had. It was just I was just you know I well <laughs> yeah some people like it some people don't um <laughs> uh, but you know I felt like oh, you know, George he, Hawkins yes. was always one that did a lot for Gatlinburg and 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 he sometimes you know he had a lot of haters just because he didn't you know he just kind of um and I'm putting words in George's mouth I'm not starting any crap with anybody listening in Sevier County but you know George kind of paved the way if it wasn't for um George, we wouldn't have a, a, a nighttime parades, and that's some of the biggest things happening in Gatlinburg. And and George, George initiated the the trolley system, and um, you know, and he, you know, he started that ball rolling, and you know, he was just an innovator, know, and you know, had his little hair salon down there in the middle of Gatlinburg, and man. just you know, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I know. And, you know, and I feel like George, I'm nowhere, no, even close to the man that George Hawkins is. And, uh, but I feel like that sometimes that my ideas were always so big, so broad and, you know, and it was in my head and not Ooh, in theirs and I had to I sell it. And I was I constantly, I was I exhausted. I was, from I was selling. so glad to get Ex- out of the, exhausted. Out of the and I, market. I was, you know, I was in Knoxville. But just I was so happy to be out of the downtown environment and move up to right. the middle of nowhere. I did what I needed to do during that season of my life with that career. And it was, you know, the perfect preparation for me to be doing what I am now. But, oh, I don't miss it. Yeah, I, I miss, you know, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I tell you, I miss, you know, I don't miss any of the stuff. But what I don't miss is all of the bells and whistles that goes along with a oh, camera. I really like yes. this conversation. I like to get to know people. Um, you know, I like to put the little bumpers in the show and make it like a radio show and I'm getting better at it. But, you know, I just enjoy being able to talk to to cool people like you. And no matter what people thought about us, then Virginia, yeah. we're on the right path Dude. because guess what? We know we are. We know we are. We know we are. We know where we're, right. where we are that's supposed right. to be. And, and that's hey, the only at least ones those that matters. Were you and I. About us. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, and they were, and they were. It was a pleasure for that to happen <laughs> at the time. I thought, oh God, what have I done? You know, it's like I couldn't even go to the bathroom without somebody saying I did it wrong. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. But I always admire you, Virginia. You were you're you were and are a force to be reckoned with. And I don't know how you found such a strong man. And I don't care how much he can lift, but he has to be real strong to put up and to and tailor to know, a lot with for each other. someone it's as strong so as you. And, and wonderful. I'm, I can't even believe it. I'm so happy. I just can't even believe it. I'm so thankful. Well, it was. It, it was. was divine. Absolutely. It was the way that it was supposed to be. Well, most everybody else that gets bougie and foul with me, you can catch them somewhere locally. But if you want to catch Virginia Moody and her <laughs> husband, Ken, you're going to have to go on Safari. You can catch them online at KenMoodySafaris.com and get more information. But for now, Virginia Moody. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kaz. It's been so nice chatting with you. Come up and see me. Come up and see me sometime. Thank you. <laughs> Come on. That's-